All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. A true hot wife experience that we'll be talking about today, as well as some other fun that's been happening in our lives. Before we get to that, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is an amazing lifestyle site that is specifically designed to help you find like-minded friends typically of the naughty variety, but that's your choice. They have all sorts of things that you can look into as far as events and clubs and communities like ours. We have Front Porch Swingers and our Vegas Hot Wives community. It's just a great place to really immerse yourself in lifestyle stuff. And you can try it for free for 30 whole days when you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, go to frontporchswingers.com, Click on the Cassidy banner and check it out free for an entire month. See what you think yourself. We hope that you love it. So we've been busy and doing really fun stuff. I feel like we're finally in Vegas, you know, summer swing too, which swing, no no pun intended there. Yeah, well, we also just attended in the last three days two pool parties, one on a Saturday, one on a Monday, and both days were like 100 degrees. So I think we're pretty well into the summer. Well, yeah, but I don't feel like it's summer until you go to a pool party. So now we have gone to two, and now I feel like it's officially summer. Well, to be fair, we went to a third one, but eh, not not exactly awesome. We well, stayed about 30 minutes. And we then, didn't actually even get in the pool. I wouldn't, So I don't no. think that's a pool party. Uh, that counts as, I don't know. No, I don't there know was what a, that is, but it's not a pool party. Well, there was a party, and there was a pool. So <laughs> I'm going with that. But yeah, that wasn't uh, wasn't ideal. wasn't our best wasn't best for us, and we didn't last long there. So not exactly like you said. I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a, you know a successful pool party experience. No, the first one was Saturday, and I got to be topless, which was super fun. Yes. I got this really great sequin thing where my nipples can totally show through. It's not exactly the best for tan lines, but it's fucking sexy. Yeah, they are. I love those things. You got a bunch of those. Yeah, and then yesterday we were at another pool party with our friends from the Playhouse, which is fucking awesome. We had a private pool, private cabanas, and it was really just a bunch of lifestyle folks. We got to meet some people actually, again, that we met Saturday. There were some repeat uh, folks there and some new people. And it's great. Saturday afternoon one uh, or Monday afternoon at two o'clock and hanging out at the pool. Yeah. yeah I, how I many can... fucking people get to do that? It makes the days when we work like 14 hours feel worth it. You know what I mean? Like today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Today is going to be a 14 hour day. But yeah. yesterday we were bathing in the sun at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. So you really can't complain. No, with a bunch of sexy folks and great fucking music. And it was just a good time. That's a great way to spend a Monday afternoon. Fuck no yeah, doubt. Yeah. Pro tip. If you're coming to Vegas, you got to give yourself like a Monday or Tuesday just to decompress and relax. And it's nice because it's not fucking crazy. And, you know, you can actually move in these places and, and really kind of enjoy yourself. So I would totally do that. Yeah, well, it's kind of like going to like the lifestyle resorts during the week. Everyone's like, oh, it's so boring during the week. We fucking love it. Yeah. So, yeah, for example, after Podbash, we're going to spend another two days just doing nothing just to decompress from the weekend. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You got to give yourself that time. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like you recover 
quicker when you're in the sun and it doesn't hurt when you're also naked. So no, that definitely doesn't hurt. That always, that's always a, a bonus when you're naked in the sun for any length of time. I love being naked in the sun. Yeah, I know. That's your happy place. We also have now held our first buy event, or I should say all-inclusive yes. event here in Las Vegas. And it was awesome. Yeah, what was- a success. I, re- I mean, so many cool fucking people. People came from all over to show up for this thing. I really wasn't aware of that. We had a friend who flew in from San Diego and came just for the party and flew out the next morning. I mean, it's yeah. so fucking cool. I know. It was freaking awesome. I had no idea what the turnout was going to be like, but it ended up being a pretty decent turnout and all very cool people. And I'm not going to go in super into detail on this because I haven't asked for people's permission to do so, but I will say that I got to sit in on a bit of a by orgy. Well, I participated a little if we're going totally to be real. You participated. <laughs> but I also got to just sit and watch for a while. And that was the first time I've ever just watched dudes with each other in that way and I wasn't really participating. Right. It was wonderful. Yeah, no, it was listen, it was great. It was amazing how many people came for it, how many people are excited about it and you know, the experience is it's unusual really for us because it's really the first time we've gotten to see that it, it kind of get everybody together and and experience that in any real you know measurable way. We did go to one somewhat by party in Tampa. It was not much of a party. It was us and one single dude. So uh, yeah, that's kind of like you know, calling the first pool party a pool party. Yeah, very difficult to gauge. But when you get in that environment, it's amazing how inclusive the room becomes well and just how free everyone is that's what was so refreshing to me is everyone just felt comfortable in their skin you could tell just by the way people are talking to each other and interacting and you know kind of sauntering around the room it was great and then like i said i got to sit and watch this orgy and i saw things that i've never seen before i saw so many different dynamics and combinations of people and it was it was like art. It was like sex in art form. Well, the other cool thing about it for me is a lot of the folks that were there are also attendees of our Hot Wife events. Yes. They're also attendees of the normal, just regular weekend events. So there is clearly so much crossover in this space. I don't think people give that enough credit. I don't think people realize that enough, just how much crossover there is given an opportunity. Yeah, well, that's also why it's so fucking stupid that people are so weird about bi men and playing with bi men. That's Because ridiculous. it's like you play with them all the time. I can yeah. guarantee you, you do. Yeah, you do. You just don't know it because chances are they're not revealing that to you because of the stigma attached. But I say all the time, if you've been in this lifestyle for any length of time and you're playing with couples or single men, whatever the situation, you've played with a bi man. There's no fucking doubt about it. Yeah. You just don't know it. And imagine that he didn't try to suck your wiener without consent or something, whatever fucking weird shit straight dudes are concerned about. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy to me. It really is. (laughs) But listen, on the flip side of that, I was reached out to today, or I should say this morning, I saw it, it was last night. This is the second couple that I can remember in recent in the recent past that's contacted me who makes it abundantly clear that they are very much a bi couple and are not interested in playing with straight men at all. And yeah, you're starting to see that. I've seen that several times recently. I, it's the second couple now that's reached out directly to me and they just don't want anything to do with straight men. It's like they're okay with single men, but under the, the guides of that single man not being heterosexual. 
like, oh, I don't, well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of couples that do that with women. So why can't it be the same with well, men? I like it because essentially just that it's like, you don't want to play, you don't want sing, or, or buy men in the space, but for them, it's like, look, we're not playing with anyone who doesn't identify as bi. I think a lot of the times because there's so many people who are bi but don't identify that way and they just call themselves straight or whatever for, you know, for appearance sake. No, it's and more than that. They want to suck cock together and I think that's totally fine. No, I, no, I get that. But my, my point is it's like they're not going to allow you to not be who you are kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, like, I guess. Yeah, I think it's probably more so that they just really enjoy that. And I listen... I think when I, the first thing I think of when I see that on somebody's profile is this is a couple who understands themselves. They oh, are yeah. comfortable with their dynamic. They are comfortable with their sexuality and they know what they want and they're not afraid to tell people. And I think that's fucking great. I'm so glad we're starting to see more of that now. Yeah. Like I said, for me, it's it's at least the second couple that I can remember that made that very clear. And, and it, it's interesting to see, especially when there's so much more of the opposite. We don't play with bi males or the male half is straight. So there's no male on male contact like okay whatever you know i mean it's just so fucking ridiculous yeah you know as if as if innocuous touch means that you know all of a sudden you're you're bisexual you know what i mean it's fucking ridiculous well anyway if you're not straight and you want to come to vegas we are doing these events the first thursday of every single month and you're in for a treat because the crowd that we had last time if it's anything like that going forward we're in for quite the year of bi parties i'll tell you that yeah it's i'm looking forward to it and i had the opportunity to invite my friend there, the gentleman that I play with yes. regularly. He got to come out and had never been to anything like that before and was blown away that it even something like that even existed. Oh, I thought that was so cool that he came. It was so nice to meet him. I can totally see why you like him. Yeah, it's it's just a unique opportunity to introduce people, you know, that you have in your world that have never been exposed to something like that. Yeah. And they're just, it was just mesmerized by it. I thought it was great. That's so cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to those. They're my new favorite thing. They're just so fucking easy, too. So easy to manage. Yes. Rooms like that, you know, and parties like that. Well, as we're recording this, we're also two days out from our next Hot Wife event. Yes. And I'm really freaking excited about that because I think, you know, I have my eye on a couple people, I think. Well, yeah. So now that we have decided that you're open to play at these events once, like, the doors are closed and, you know, that kind of thing, you definitely have a, a different outlook on what these events should look like. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, you just want to be a slut. So I do. I want to be a giant slut. Yeah, and it's you, like it's like a buffet of hot dudes that are all there to fuck women like me. So, I mean, it's freaking perfect for me. Yeah, it really is. So, for, you know, listen, the, the, the Thursday Hot Wife events, those parties have just turned into its own animal. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, and, and just some growing. of the guys are so freaking hot and so cool and so funny. Like, we really have got, like, the cream of the crop guys here in Vegas. Well, it's interesting. One of the guys that came to the pool party yesterday, not someone that we knew, but someone that our friends at Playhouse knew. And this is a guy that they had been on some level or another corresponding with for like four years, but he was never able to make a party. And he was in town and all of a sudden he showed up. So he came to the pool party yesterday. And it was the first time that anybody had ever, any of us had ever met him. And, you know, this is a guy who at the end of the day, when we were leaving, is telling me, man, I'm coming back for all the events. I haven't really taken it seriously. I didn't really think it was, you know, it was going to be that great. Or, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect. This is a guy who's coming back routinely. And that's just fucking awesome. When someone finally like shows up and gets it and gets to participate. And then you, you know, we all get to benefit from that. (laughs) Fucking great. I get to benefit for sure. 
because he is very hot. Yeah. You, Even just looking yeah. at him is okay with me. Yeah, you were excited the minute he showed up. So, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's fucking great. I definitely have a type. And you, I, could, I knew you knew immediately that I was into him, so. Yeah, well, I let him know that also. You're welcome. Yeah, you're a good wingman. Yeah. You always have been. I went over to him in the pool. I was like, hey, you know, if you're interested, if you have the opportunity, you can absolutely engage with my partner. She's very interested and amenable. So, you know, make yourself comfortable. <laughs> very interested. I hope you didn't say like that. Make me sound like a thirsty bitch. No, I just said she would be very interested in talking to you. So, you know, if, you're, if it's an opportunity you want to participate in, go right ahead. Well, hopefully that'll happen. Yeah, no doubt. So I've also been talking to someone new that I haven't really been mentioning to you at this point. Who is this? A gentleman that is very experienced in the BDSM world. Oh. And he invited me to a, basically there's a group here in the area, I guess. Yeah. That is a lot of younger kinksters. Well, I don't, listen, we have not, I have not heard about that, but we have heard from a number of people, especially some who really, you know, we have we know one couple that's very much in the know when it comes to the BDSM space here locally. She particularly, and uh, in fact, was in charge of one of the groups at one point and with a partner or something. But it, a lot of that seems to be very underground here. Yeah, exactly. You have to know the right person to even get an invitation. Yeah, even and- more so than the lifestyle space. The BDSM slash kink space here is very very protected. It's hush hush. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that might be something. And I, and I was literally just telling you the other day, right before this guy and I started talking that I would really like to start trying to find people my own age a little bit more often. I mean, oh, everyone yeah, sure. I play with is over the age of 40, which is totally fine. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but it would be nice to connect with some people that I have maybe a little bit more in common with. Listen, I have been preaching this to you for I don't know how long. I know you have. You're right, and I'm wrong, okay? (laughs) Because I really think that it's important that you start to really consider, you know, what it's going to look like for us in five years, certainly eight or ten. You know, at that point, I really would like to see some kind of an established relationship for you outside of our relationship with someone younger well, than I have me. so much time on my hands, so that would be super easy to well, find. Well, listen, I think if you open yourself up to it, it's simply something that will you know, just organically happen. We know we can't force that shit, but I think if you really do give it some consideration and you're prepared for it to happen and accepting of it, I think it will. But I think it's very important that you start to hang around with people a little bit younger than me, certainly. Yeah. So anyway, this could be a kind of venture into that. So I don't know what will come of that. If this is a group that makes any level of sense for me, if they even want me, because they go through a very strict vetting process, which I love, but you know, you could always get vetted out too. Yeah. That that is definitely a theme here, whether it's lifestyle or BDSM or really anything alternative as it pertains to Vegas specific, you are going to jump through some hoops. You know, and yeah, but I, I like that. I do. Listen, I, I'm a fucking advocate of it. I really do think that it it thins the herd. I mean, let's face it. There are just some people that uh, don't necessarily belong in group settings for whatever reason, and you're going to quickly be identified as someone who is or isn't uh, what these folks are looking for. And it's important, especially in a place I think that's so transient. You know, there's so much tourism that goes on here. And uh, listen, let's face it, a lot of flakiness. It just it's just part of the the culture here. So. 
I think it's fucking great. And, and for me, the, the quieter, the better when it comes to stuff like that. And I think it's perfect for us. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is you and I have mentioned before that for us, non-monogamy isn't like some hobby. Some people refer to the lifestyle as, oh, some people golf, some people play tennis. We just happen to be in the lifestyle. Like that's never how we've looked at the lifestyle. We have always looked at it as this is kind of who we are. This is a part of who we are. Certainly a part of who we are for sure. But for me, kink is the same thing. So I've had this void for a while now where I just don't feel like I'm having, you know, all my holes filled. (laughs) Yeah. Pardon the pun. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not having everything fulfilled. And I I don't know. There's something that is truly missing. So I'm anxious to find that. Look, for me, when we we have this conversation pretty regularly with very people, people from different places and and different levels of of lifestyle engagement and and that kind of thing. You know, the way I put it is pretty simple. I'm 52. It's taken me this long, uh, or at least until you and I met, right? So 47 years to determine what works and what doesn't work for me in terms of relationships and my sexuality and how to express it, what matters to me, obviously. So when people say that, it's like, oh, well, this is just a hobby for us, whatever. That's cool. You don't want to collect stamps. You want to fuck your friends. No drama. I, I think that's awesome. But <laughs> Way better than collecting stamps. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. But this is very literally part of who I am, and it's taken me this long to figure it out. I'm not just going to fucking treat it like a hobby. That That's not at all what this is about. In my opinion, listen, I am not about to sit here and tell you that I've missed out on anything when it comes to my sexuality, given my past. But I feel like there is something that I had not really capitalized on, certainly. And now that I can with a willing partner, not just a willing but enthusiastic partner, I'm I'm not treating anything like a fucking hobby. This is just who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I just had this conversation with the folks we were talking to yesterday in the pool at the pool party. I am too fucking old to pretend I'm somebody I'm not. I, I just, I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing it. Getting ready yeah, to go it's, to. It's about more than just not pretending to be something you're not. It's also about ensuring that parts of you that are important are fed. Right. And that's what this kink thing is for me. It is an important piece of me that I am not feeding. I'm I'm neglecting it. No, there's no doubt. I mean, there, it, there's something to be said for that. You know, like I told you, I don't know how long ago, a couple of months now, you know, I really was interested in the next person I wanted to to meet was was a, a guy that I was really interested in. And so that seems to to be happening. But again, it took me making it fucking happen, right? Like putting in the effort and dealing with the bullshit and and making a concerted effort to make that happen. And so if there's something that I think, you know, for me that I'm missing or that you are missing, there's no reason we shouldn't be capitalizing on it. Yeah. No well, fucking easier reason. Easier said than done in this fucking town for whatever reason. It's for not sure. kinky enough here. You well, get kinkier. No, listen, I, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I think that it's as kinky as a lot of other places, potentially, given the size of the city or by the size. But a lot of it, and understandably, because now we understand the lifestyle space a lot more, it is very much protected. I don't want to just say underground. It is, but it really is protected. The people in the space are very protective of their locations that they like to hang out in, the people that they like to participate with, the events that they like to attend. We're fine. Listen, we find out every day about more shit going on that we didn't know anything about here. I know. And it's important for us to continue to network because that's how we find this shit out. 
you know, and listen, it's, it's a, a very protective space and I, I like it. I think for me, it makes it feel a little bit more special for me. Okay, good for you. I want to fucking get flogged, okay? I want to be tied up and flogged and choked. I need more of that in my life. (laughs) Okay, well, you can get all of that, I think, but uh, it it takes some work. So, I mean, it's just one of those things we got to deal with. Yeah, and I'm very impatient, so it happened yesterday. Patience of a child. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's move on to single guy tip of the week. So, I have noticed lately that there is a certain, I guess, a certain desire for privacy on some of these sites that is a little bit confusing to me. Listen, I understand not everyone is out there like we are and not everyone can afford to be. I I 100% get that. But there seems to be a lot more single men or presumably single men that are being ridiculously like overly cautious with allowing photos, face photos to be sent and that sort of thing, or or they have their face pics behind a wall, which is also totally fine. But then if you send them your pictures, they're really still kind of waffling about sending you theirs. And it is, it's very off-putting to me because I think that there's a certain level of trust that goes into being on these sites and communicating with people, period. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Look, you again, we have had this discussion before. I've made my stance on this very clear. If you are genuinely a single male interested in either dating in the in the vanilla world or you are interested in being in this space, the hot wife space, the lifestyle space, the ethically non-monogamous space, whatever you want to call it. If you are that person and you're you are genuinely interested in being such, you don't have a choice. You have to show your face. You have to be willing to be a little bit more vulnerable. The idea that you're you're hiding your clandestine because you're concerned that this information is going to get out, you're not a real single guy. Because I will tell you, as a single man at one point in my life, for a long time, I wouldn't have given a fuck. If, if, really, if it just wouldn't, it doesn't fucking matter. You don't give a shit. If you're single, genuinely single, not trying to hide from anybody or anything, it doesn't fucking matter. And the fact that you're a single person looking to date should not affect you professionally. I find that very hard to believe in this day and age. No, I think that it probably does for some people, but I think those are people are definitely in the minority. I mean, I've had single guys that were like, yeah, I'm really worried about my job. And then I find out that they like work at a hotel or something. You yeah, know no one I mean? gives a shit. It's, it's not like they're high level military or, you know, a, a preschool teacher or something like that. So, right. yeah, I mean, I think some people take themselves a little bit too seriously in that way or a little bit too concerned. That's just my opinion. I know everyone's not going to agree with it, but that's just my opinion. Well, I guess the bigger issue I have, though, is... I've run into several single guys lately, and I have to assume, immediately I have to assume that they're married men. For sure. Who I'm speaking with, and I'm like, hey, let's exchange a face picture, and they're like, oh no, I need to talk more first, or I never send a face picture until like right before I'm meeting someone. Yeah, I get that a lot. I just don't buy it. I mean, yeah. I don't. I can't see any reason that you would need to withhold a face picture if you're a truly single person. No, I stand firm on it. If you are really, truly a single male, you don't. You don't give a fuck. You yeah. just don't. 
You don't. You're you're hiding something. You're hiding from someone. You have a significant other. There's something that's just not genuine uh, because you just don't care. I, I don't buy it for a second. And we don't fuck with single guys who do that. We never have. If you're not willing to share a face picture, nothing X-rated or even R-rated, simple G-rated, clothed, you know, kind of thing. If you can't do that, if you don't have something that's so generic and benign available in your images on your phone, then we don't need to have a conversation. I think the other thing is single guys, there because there is so much competition amongst single men for, you know, hot wives and those types of things, we just have a lot of options available to us. Of course. So if I'm talking to 10 guys and you know, certain ones aren't going to show me a picture before we meet. That's a really easy way for me to weed you out. So that's something to think about too. And again, it's a personal decision. You need to decide what you're comfortable with and what you're not. But at the same time, if you're that uncomfortable that you can't send a face picture before meeting someone, for example, I really strongly urge you to decide whether this is the right space for you or not, because I think your options are going to be very limited. I know very, very few women that would just go meet a single guy without seeing a face picture on a whim and, you know, hope that there's attraction there. I don't know of any, you and I certainly don't know of any, but also when it comes to these guys basically self-eliminating, because that's what you're doing. If you're refusing to do the very minimum in terms of like sending a, a generic face pic, you have eliminated yourself. And that's a part, part of me thinks that they're doing that on purpose. And th- these are guys who are otherwise attached and they're really looking for the perfect situation that fits into what they think they're going to need to pull this off, you know, to be fucking sketchy and get away with something. These are the same guys who don't want to meet in really public places or, you know, let's get a hotel room and meet there. No, 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 motherfucker. That doesn't work that way. If you're not going to show us a picture, that means you're also probably not willing to meet in a local place because you don't want people to see you. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And that's a fucking problem. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So... Again, self-elimination. If you're willing, if you're not willing to do those things, the very basics, you've made it pretty clear you're not either not serious or you're full of shit. Yep, agreed. So anyway, think about that when you're, you know, again, I'm not saying your main picture on Cassidy has to be your face. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But I do think you should be willing to share pictures with people before meeting. And if you're not, then you have to expect that you're going to have very few options. Uh, Yeah, and I think that your experiences are going to be greatly limited. Yep. Right? Exactly. Yep. So I am dying to tell this story because, you know, there's something special about this connection I have with this person. It truly is lust. The very first time that we talked about him, that's what you said. That was your description of how I behave towards this man. Right. I'm lustful for him. And it's not often that I find myself feeling that. So this is really interesting. And I think because this is now the third time I played with this gentleman or fourth. Oh, it's been, oh, it's been at least that many. Listen, you you also played with them at the the party. Yeah. So I think that makes four. I think this is the fourth time I've been with him and it just keeps getting better every single time. And I think you'll be able to tell that from this story. Before we get to that though, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. 
This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. I have been to many a party where people are asking each other for baby wipes to get prepared for their next play session. And I can tell you, I personally really don't like that smell. I also don't really like the way they feel. And thankfully, Promescent has me covered because they have their before and after wipes that I personally feel should be an absolute staple in any swinger's bag. They smell so good. They're made with aloe, so they're so nice on your skin and I use them both before and after a play session to make sure I'm as fresh as possible. It really helps me go into play sessions feeling confident and just ready for the fun. And that's just one product that Promescent carries. They also have some of our absolute favorite lubricants, condoms, and so many other great bedroom wellness products. You can check them out for yourself by heading on over to promescent.com today. That is P-R-O-M M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Check out all of their amazing products and make sure your swinger bag is ready for all of your summer fun this season. Guys, when it comes down to it, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or even a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun for both you and your partner. Well, Blue Chew to the rescue. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections and combat all forms of ED. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Sex should be the best part of your day when you get to have it. Don't let whatever's going on during the day get in your head and ruin the fun. And listen, I can tell you, as a lifestyle guy, there's a lot of opportunities. I see a lot of opportunities. And the last thing I want, or anybody that I know in the lifestyle wants, is to have a problem when it comes down to being intimate. Blue Chew is the answer. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code FPS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code FPS to receive your first month free. You guys, I have to tell you, our events have been amazing. We have had some of the sexiest, some of the coolest people come out to join us for our hot wife parties, and we are so excited to be continuing them through the rest of 2022, at minimum. So right now, the third Thursday of every month is going to be the Real Hot Wives of Las Vegas. If you plan to visit the Vegas area, make sure you plan around that because those events are an absolute blast and they happen at Playhouse LV. We also have the Real Hotwives of Denver coming up on July 23rd. The last one sold out. It was a huge success and we're so excited to do it again at truly one of the most beautiful venues in the entire country. You can find all of the information on our upcoming events by heading on over to members.frontporchswingers.com today. Join us along with vetted single men and sexy couples for a night not soon to be forgotten. So it's really interesting to get people's feedback on the podcast when people reach out after listening to an episode. There were so many specifically hot wives that reached out to me after the last time we talked about this gentleman on the show that (laughs) frankly wanted to be with him and wanted to experience what I experienced and talked about how fucking hot it was to listen to. And trust me when I tell you, 
I think most people would be very pleased to be with this man. Well, like I said, you said it. You have, you lust after this guy. And I, and I get it. It's, he's not the only person you've ever lusted after in this situation, obviously. But there have been very few to this degree that you are just uber excited when you know you're going to get a chance to see him. He, so I guess just to kind of put this into perspective, he lives at a state. He came in to town specifically to see you this last time. And you preparing for that over the course of like the two days that you knew this was happening and, you know, just being excited and giddy and putting your clothing together and the outfits and, you know, <laughs> laying out the plan for how this was going to work. Because this, again, was, I guess, on some level of first for us. It right? was? How so? Well, you left me to go to him during the day relatively early and spent a lot of time with him because to be fair he came in town specifically to see you and we have been trying i think with pretty great success at this point to spend a little less time together i guess if that's fair to say yeah right kind of doing our own thing a little bit and that's been working out really well and this was just another opportunity for us to test the waters but in this situation you got an uber you did this whole thing on your own i had nothing to do with this well and i i said i I think I put it up on Twitter or something, but for me, this felt like a little bit more of a cuckold situation yes. to some degree because I didn't ask your permission to go play with him or anything like that. I set the whole thing up. I scheduled my Uber ahead of time. Well, you I, told me he was coming in town. I didn't know it. You were just like, hey, he's coming into town you know, the, tomorrow or the day after, so I'm going to be spending the day with him. Yes. And again, I went and played with him. I came back to you and I told you nothing. No. You asked a couple of questions and I was like holding it really, really close. I was like, I just, I want to divulge when I'm ready to divulge. So I don't know. There was something that was exciting about that too. It was the element of you and I doing something a little bit different than our typical MO yeah. mixed with the fact that it was this guy. And for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, it's Leo who has been talked about several times on the show and who I am very much uh, cock drunk of. I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm addicted to him sexually. It's wonderful. No, no question about it. And listen, like I said, your enthusiasm for your time with him, I don't want to say that it, it is a any more of a driver than a lot of the other things that we experience, but it certainly is exciting to me when you are genuinely excited and earnestly wanting to see somebody like, you know, you're doing all the texting and all that kind of thing, which is normal. But then it's it's this giddy energy for when he's coming into town or when you know you're going to see him, you instantly get more excited. You're absolutely more worked up throughout the day. And, you know, it, it, there's just an energy about it. And it, it matters. It really does. Well, I thought about it the entire day before and day of. So anyway, he texted me and said that he was coming into town, obviously wanted to see me. We kind of concocted this whole idea of us actually going and sitting and like having a drink together because we realized we had really never done that together. Right, right. So, I mean, he came to, we had this little mix and mingle thing downtown one time and he was in town and he came to that, but... You, it was not like we really got to sit and talk and get no. to know each other. No. So that was really fun for me. But the other thing that I loved, and I think one of the reasons that I do lust after this man and I have so much fun with him is because it, it does always feel like it's something new and different every time I'm with him. So for example, this time we decided ahead of time, I gave him the challenge of 
he can't touch me. Like while we're sitting and having drinks and and flirting with each other, I'm like, I'm going to flirt hard. I'm going to bring the flirt game so hard, but you are not allowed to touch me. You're not allowed to touch my leg. You're not allowed to do anything. And he was like, okay, well then I have a challenge for you. And I was like, what is it? <laughs> and he said, I am giggling as I'm saying this. He's like, I don't want you to giggle at all while we're having a drink. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Good luck. Like, How'd yeah. that work out? So whoever loses basically gets to call the shots that day. I'm assuming you lost. Well, you don't know. I'm assuming you did. <laughs> so I loved that. I thought it was so playful and fun. And anyway, I get in my Uber, which also did fucking turn me on. There was something that felt naughty about being <laughs> dropped off you know, in an Uber to go fuck someone. I don't know. I, I, I can't really explain why that feels dirtier to me, but it totally does. Well, again, because I'm guessing for me, it would be that I had nothing to do with any of this. I didn't even have knowledge of it. I don't think until the day before, really, when you told me he was coming in town. Right. You just made sure we didn't have any hard plans. And then, of course, like, it wasn't like, hey, am I going to drop you off? Are you going to drive over? You're like, no, I'm, I'm going to take an Uber. I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, you had to go downtown to, you know, the, the, the casino he was staying in and that kind of thing. And yeah, I, again, there's something definitely, I don't want to, I don't know that it's taboo necessarily, but certainly edgier by standards or normal standards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I mean, just different. Yeah. So anyway, I get there first. I go into the, the place he was staying has this great freaking, it's a brewery, but it's a restaurant too. It's just a huge bar. I don't know. It's like a big party place. And it was so much fun. So he texted me and was like, I'm running about 20 minutes late. I didn't care. I was listening to great music and I had a drink. He finally did show up and he sits next to me and immediately that spark. I mean, we're, he's not even there for 10 seconds and I'm already like, I want to fuck this guy. I need this guy's cock. Well, and also to be fair, we need to make it clear. He's driving four hours, at least one way to come see you. Yeah. Not flying. He's driving. So that's a big fucking deal. Very flattering. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, he gets there and we immediately just start kind of joking around with each other. I remind him of the bet and he kind of, his leg was touching my leg and I was like, even that's not allowed. And he's like, oh, this is strict. And I totally lost. I giggled like 10 minutes into him being there. I'm surprised it took 10 fucking minutes. Because I am. I get giggly around him. I don't know what it is. I, I, he has he has a hold on me that I'm not sure I like 100%. Yeah, you just don't like to not be in control. That's 100% what it is. I always want to have the upper hand and I think he has the upper hand because I'm just, I just want his cock. Yeah, Bad. sounds like it. Yeah. So <laughs> we sat for a while together, probably a good hour. And it was just, it was a blast. It was really fun getting to know him. It was, we talked about a lot of different things. For the most part, though, it was just ridiculously flirtatious and clear that this was basically foreplay leading up to us going to his room. Right. So we finally pay our tab and we go upstairs and I changed into this little white lace lingerie that I had and it just got hot and heavy fast. I mean, and part of it was me. I was actually very kind of surprised at my forwardness in this particular situation because he's definitely a little bit more of a dominant force and he has always kind of called the shots when we play. Right. I made it very clear very early on being in that room with him that I w wanted it and I was going to not take it, not 
you know, without consent. But, you know, I was going to go after what I fucking wanted. Right. You were going to steer the ship, so to speak. A little bit, yeah. So we started making out with each other. He's touching all over me. He knows that I hate when he, like, teases me. So there's always elements of that when I play with Leo. He's very much, you know, he'll flash me a smile and give me these eyes. Like, you know, he knows that I want him, but he's not going to totally give it to me yet. So there was a lot of that going on. And I don't know, it was just, it felt incredibly playful. That's, I think that's the biggest theme of, of most of this play session. Well, it's all, at this point now, I would have to assume there's a, a level of comfort, you know, that goes on because you now have been together a number of times. There's a lot of communication that goes on between you guys, obviously, texting and that kind of thing. And again, the buildup, the anticipation, right? He's got to drive into town. It was a couple of days that you had this knowledge. You know, then you're hanging out for an hour, just kind of flirting. And yeah, I mean, that shit builds up. That's tough. It's tough to fight. Well, the other thing that he did is he let me get into lingerie. We kind of kiss on each other. We're flirting with each other. And then he's like, oh, I need to go shower and put, you know, use some mouth rinse and stuff because he had been in the car for four hours. Right. So I'm in there talking to him as he's showering and stuff. Another kind of MO of his and my play. That happened the last time we played together. Yeah, also another level or another component to foreplay to some degree. I mean, yes, but at that point, I was so fucking worked up that it felt like it was taking 25 years for him to get this done. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, let's just fuck, let's, but at the same time, I'm of course getting to watch him wash his body and wash his cock and like, he's getting kind of semi-hard and it's just lovely. And so then he gets out, he towels himself off, finishes kind of getting himself put together and we go back out to the bedroom area and again, just hot and heavy. I mean, there was so much going on in this play session. There were so many different positions and just, I I literally can't even remember the order of things because it just felt like this flurry of sexual energy. And I, I remember very distinctly, I'm fairly certain I started sucking his cock first and I was down on my knees and he was kind of pushing his cock into my mouth, almost kind of face fucking, but not super aggressive. And he has me around the back of my head and he's just kind of like pushing himself into me and I'm gagging. And at one point I started kind of, you know, dribbling all over the place and I have tears running down my face and didn't give a fuck. It was wonderful. I was just happy to have this big, gorgeous cock in my mouth. <laughs> no, no surprise. No, yeah. one's, no one is shocked. No, I'm sure not. So... <laughs> That went on for a while. I'm fairly certain from there he ate me out for a little bit. That might have been later. I don't know. See, there's so much that happened. He was eating me out. And then I'm fairly certain I told him that I really wanted him to fuck me. I I said that multiple times throughout this entire thing. I'm sure it was a theme. I need you to fuck me. I need that cock. And he always gets this look in his eyes when I say it. Like he is just going to pounce on me at any moment. It's so fucking hot. I'm not even sure if he realizes how erotic he is in those moments. He he might. He He probably realizes his own power in that. Well, I'm sure he has some understanding of, you know, the dynamic between you. So I don't, I'm not surprised, but you and I have had this conversation now a number of times in various forms that you are, I mean, just a hundred percent locked in, attracted to this guy and you crave his cock. Yeah, I really do. 
<laughs> so then he told me he wanted me to ride him. So I got on top of him and I w- kind of had my hands on his chest and I was bouncing my booty up and down and I came very quickly. I mean, I probably wasn't even riding his cock for two minutes and I came hard. I pu- literally pushed myself off of his cock. That's how strong of an orgasm this was. And I remember almost feeling kind of dazed by it. My legs were already shaking and I'm like, oh my God, we're like 20 minutes into this whole thing. And my legs were already shaking. Well, listen, as worked up as you are, I'm surprised you didn't have an orgasm in the Uber on the way over. (laughs) God. (laughs) Well, and again, an hour of sitting and fucking flirting with him on top of it. So, (laughs) So I rode his cock for quite a while. There was one really hot moment when I was riding his cock where he was basically like spreading my ass apart while I was riding him. And it like, I don't know, he just had his hands on my ass cheeks in just the perfect way. It was like pressure and it kind of hurt, but it felt really hot and animalistic. And, you know, I'm just dirty talking and he's dirty talking right back. That's the other thing I really appreciate about Leo. Sometimes I feel like I can't dirty talk because I'm making the other person uncomfortable. Or at least that's what I assume when I say something really raunchy and they don't say it back to me. Yeah, I get that. And he never does that. If I say something raunchy, he fires back with something equally as raunchy. And I fucking love that about him. Well, that's it's, the polite thing to do, honestly, <laughs> for me. I mean, so, if you know, if, if a gal says something to me, I try to match it with something equally, something congruent anyway, because at least you know that that's what they're into and that's what they're letting you know they're into that or they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I well, and nothing throws me off more than I'm really getting into it and something super naughty comes out of my mouth like oh i love that fucking cock or something and i'm i'm met with thanks or like met with crickets or yeah or like a moan i'm like come on yeah it's it, well again for me it's just i think it's courtesy if, <laughs> if when a gal does that, it, that that's that's letting you know that not only is it permissible but desired Well, he is fantastic at it. I absolutely desire it, and he gives it to me. There was one moment where I was leaning down and I was whispering in his ear that I had been thinking about that cock since the last time that I had it. And he responds back with basically saying that he's been craving my pussy too, which, and this is very sexy too. I want to see how you feel about this. During play, he called my pussy his pussy. Oh, that's very hot. Isn't that fucking hot? Yeah. Oh, God, it turned me on so much. I thought it would turn you on to hear it, too. Well, it's again, it, it lends itself to the now kind of dynamic between the two of you and the level of comfort that exists because you've, you've had these experiences together. So it's becoming much more evident that, that to each of you what the other person likes and, you know, and, and enjoys and appreciates. Yeah, that's part of it. The other part is the confidence to do that. Well, and sure. the way that he said it with such confidence, it wasn't like he was testing out the waters. The first time he said it, he's balls deep in me. I'm fucking riding his cock. And he whispers in my ear with this intensity, I've been thinking about my pussy ever since the last time I had it too. And I'm like, oh my God, it drove me fucking crazy. Well, yet one more reason that we do enjoy the idea of regular play partners. That's absolutely not something a complete stranger could say to you. Right, exactly. Right? I mean, really, the way he said it, 
right? So it's simply not possible. It's just one of those things I think that gets better with time, which is, you know, the experiences with, with regular friends, you know? So anyway, that was incredibly hot. And that's one of those details I was very excited to share with you and get your reaction to. No, I mean, there's no reason for it not to excite me. What would not excite me about that? Yeah, I don't know. I just find it so fucking hot. So anyway, from there, I believe he started fucking me from behind and he put a pillow under my hips. And so I was kind of cocking my ass up. How do I put that? I was, I was angling my ass as much as I could, but still kind of relying on the pillow because Leo is very, very large. And the last time that we played together and I tried to be on all fours and have it be more perpendicular, it didn't fucking work. I mean, he's just too big. He was hitting me in a spot that it was not pleasurable. So he remembered that from last time, put the pillow under me. I have my ass up in the air as much as I can. And he slides inside of me. And I don't know. There's something so fucking amazing about that position for me with someone who's really well endowed because it just it hits all the angles. Well, I mean, that's one of your favorite positions, I think, regardless, but certainly under certain circumstances, it's going to be that much better. Yeah, it's fucking fabulous. And I can kind of feel him like on my ass, too, at the same time that he's kind of pushing into me and he's grabbing onto my ass. He keeps talking about how juicy it is, how much he likes it. And again, we're just dirty talking to each other like crazy. There was a one point where he kind of reached around and grabbed a little bit of my hair and was using that to kind of push himself into me, which, of course, I fucking love. He spanked me a couple of times. I will say this was it was not as rough of a session as he and I have had in the past. It was a lot of hard pounding, but I did like that he kind of he almost kind of seasoned it with a little bit of rough play throughout rather than just having it be this all out crazy shit from jump. You know what I mean? Like he did a a really nice job of adding in elements throughout that made it feel rough without it just being three hours of him beating my ass. Yeah, no, there's something to be said for kind of doling that out a little bit and, and extending the experience. So then he is, so he's behind me. We're dirty talking. He at one point basically puts his entire weight on me and is using my shoulders at this point to like push himself into me. And I can tell he is getting close. So I start saying all sorts of dirty shit to him. And he came like a lot for a long time. I mean, he's wearing a condom, but I can tell, I can feel him literally spurting. I mean, that's, it was so fucking hot too. That experience of like feeling the veins pulsing while someone's coming. Oh my fucking God. I love it. No, I mean, listen, the, when you're so in, in touch or in tune with someone and you can feel all those little nuances, like I said, to me, it lends itself to just how, lustful you are for Leo because, you know, it's something that you're paying attention to. Yeah, that's probably part of it for sure. Yeah. And I think another part of it is like, I really like when he comes because I've said this a couple of different times before, but he doesn't just come. He is so vocal and animated and he moans loudly and it's an experience to see it. It's fucking hot. So like that coupled with the fact that I can feel him literally coming. I mean, it's so fun. The whole thing was amazing. And knowing that I was partially responsible for that pleasure for someone that I lust after 
after the way that I do him, it was fucking fun. I mean, it was just a blast. So we stopped for a little while. We were kind of sitting on opposite beds and just talking and being a little bit flirtatious, but just kind of coming down from all of it. And then it probably was not, I don't know, we, we probably sat for a good 10 minutes or so. And he was like, I need that pussy again. And he said it with such intensity, such a look on his face of determination that he was going to fucking have his pussy again. He said his pussy. Which I'm sure made it that much more exciting for you, right? Oh my fucking God. I was dying. I was like, yes, get over here. Fuck me again. So he puts on another condom. He starts fucking me from behind again. But this time it is, he is straight up banging me hard and I am coming. And every time I come, he's like, yes, come for me with this gravelly tone in his voice. He's almost like growling it. Oh my God. It just sent me over the edge. And I think it was during that portion, during the second sex session second penetrative session that's when I realized what is really kind of special about Leo because he is somebody who is very versatile he can do a lot of different things I mean we've done everything from you know these very playful moments we'll break out laughing in the middle of sex all the way to like this rough hard banging and us saying these dirty, you know, kind of deplorable, but amazing things to each other. And he just, it, it feels like, I don't know, like he's a well-rounded sexual person. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, but that's also because he's, he's not a, a one trick pony. I guess that's my point. Yeah, but that lends itself to the kind of person he is. He's a well-rounded person. I have spoken to him at length, you know, for 30, 45 minutes at a time. And you can talk to him about any subject. He's got some, you know, some knowledge about a lot of different things. And he's just easy to talk to. And very much, he understands himself. He knows he's got a really good handle on who he is as a person. That's going to translate, obviously, sexually, I think. Well, it absolutely fucking does. So he's fucking me from behind again. I'm completely flat on my stomach this at the towards the end of it because I literally came so hard at one point that I my arms kind of gave out under me. And so I'm just laying flat on the mattress and he is fucking me from behind and he's growling things in my ear and he's telling me how good his pussy feels, how he is so excited to be using his pussy, asking me how his cock feels. And then he starts, I can tell he's gonna come again and I mean this has been he's probably fucking me like this in this kind of mounted position for a good 20 minutes and I am just coming and coming and I can feel his body start to kind of quicken and shake a little bit and so then I start amping up the dirty talk even more and I'm like yes come for me I I want you to come we're he's wearing a condom again but it's almost kind of like a a fantasy fulfillment where I'm like, I want you to come inside of me. And he was like, yes, I want to. And then he actually pulled out of me, pulled the condom off. Instead of doing that, he comes all over my ass. And it was so fucking hot because it's dripping all over the place. It feels so fucking good on my skin. And at one point I kind of tilted my head back and he is just, he's, his eyes are closed. He's lost in this moment of pleasure. And it was one of the hottest sights I've seen in a very long time. Well, you guys were together for a long time. I don't ever typically just send you a text message or try to make sure you're okay unless a length of time has gone by. And it was probably four hours before I really just sent you a text to make sure you were okay. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So this is what's really interesting. So we finish up these two very intense sex sessions and then we're kind of just sitting together. And I've talked many, many times about how like, oh, it's so nice to have a regular play partner that you feel like kind of comfortable with and you can sit with them and, you know, maybe you're even kind of cuddling each other, but it doesn't seem weird. It's just very friendly. That's not what happened. I was uncomfortable sitting with him. How so? I don't know. I was antsy. He was trying to ask me questions and my brain wasn't working. The way I put it to him after we texted like the next day or two days after or something. And I told him he kind of makes me nervous and he does. And it's not anything to do with his personality or anything. It's because I do fucking lust after him. I have like this weird like sex crush on him. Well, I mean, it's not unusual to, to, to be a little bit more guarded around people that you genuinely like and have an interest in. And so, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I would think by now... Because I've never really experienced that with anyone before. I've definitely... There have been times when it's awkward after sex because the sex wasn't good and I want them to fucking leave. Right. But for the most part, especially when it's sex with a friend, it's like, oh, that was so much fun. We're going to sit around. We're going to joke. You know, maybe we'll cuddle each other a little bit and then they'll leave. And there is no like awkwardness. And I was making it fucking awkward. Well, you're the queen of awkward. Yeah, but I made it really fucking awkward. So Again, what, he's trying to ask me questions. He's trying to get me to articulate what worked for you. What did you like? What did you not like? Which I loved and I so appreciated, but I was so kind of flustered and exhausted, frankly, that I, I wasn't coming up with anything and I just kept awkwardly giggling. It was, I probably sounded like a fucking bumbling idiot. So did you flush this out with him through communication afterwards? I did, yeah. I basically, I mean, the texting that I, the text that I sent him basically stated like you kind of make me nervous you you definitely kind of mess with my head a little bit not in uh, in a purposeful way but just more so I'm I guess I'm not used to wanting someone like that <laughs> like, right. that doesn't sound right I've wanted a lot of people but you know what I mean it's just he doesn't live here so when I do get to experience him it's very exciting for me and then we had just had this fucking earth shattering sex with each other and I don't know I my head was spinning I think that's the easiest way to put it well, I think it's a, it was a combination of a lot of things, right? That that you just mentioned. Also, you mentioned that you were exhausted, obviously, and still fucking dick drunk. So trying to have an, an intelligible conversation after all of that with, you know, given how kind of quirky and awkward you are anyway, was not the best <laughs> recipe. I'm not quirky. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I loved it. I I liked that. I think I'm making it sound negative that I felt that way. And I actually saw it as a positive thing. No, I don't think it's negative at all. Because for me, it was like, it was so much happening. And I was so into it that I almost feel like I gave everything that I had during the sex. Right. And I wasn't really at a point where I could articulate myself or say intelligent things or act like a fucking normal adult period after that. And it was really interesting to experience that. So I don't know. The whole thing was fantastic. I mean, of course, I lust after him for a reason. He's fucking hot. He's cool as hell, has a great cock, and he knows exactly how to use it. And I don't know. I dig him. He's cool as fuck. Yeah, listen, I'm hopeful that this continues. You know, I mean, this is the thing that, that I look forward to particularly for you, because it, it obviously benefits both of us, benefits me. But 
you know, I, we hear this stuff all the time, right? We see, we get stupid fucking questions, stupid fucking comments about, oh, what if you really start to like somebody? You're fucking well. Uh, I certainly hope you do like the people you're fucking. I, I don't know why that wouldn't be a thing. Like, why wouldn't I want my partner to j- really enjoy the person or, or the people that she's with? Yeah, you know? well, I think people are more worried about like falling in love with somebody else. No, nah, I, I, I don't think it's even that. I don't think they even think that far ahead. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, maybe they just enjoy having sex with somebody just a little bit too much. How the fuck is that possible? <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It, I just, I really enjoy him. I appreciate him immensely. I, uh, I wish that he lived closer. <laughs> But I also think part of the excitement is that he doesn't live here. He's not readily available to me all the time. No, that lends itself to what all this this whole conversation is about. So it's almost like a treat. It's a it's something to yeah look forward to. It's this anticipation. It's and and it's a special experience because he's also not just coming over to our house and fucking me all the time. You know what I mean? There's a lot of variety in it. We're going to hotels, or he's coming to our place, or we're going to the club, or well, he's also putting in effort. Very much so. That's a huge effort. Driving four hours each way, spending the night, you know, driving back. That's a lot of fucking effort. And, and that just alone tells you how, you know, he how excited he is to see you as well. He doesn't have to drive all the way here to get laid. So it's, it, that's a big deal. And, and all of that, that, I think, plays into why these experiences are so intense for you. And then certainly... Obviously for me, subsequently. Yeah, so I mean, to put a bow on it, it was pretty fucking awesome. It was with a very sexy man that I very much enjoy fucking. And like I said, I got to kind of test out a little bit of, you know, a cuckold type dynamic. And I will say it was fucking exciting. I felt powerful. Well, it's exciting for me. I felt empowered. I felt like you trusted me to really make a, a decision and, you know, do what I wanted to do in that moment. Have it be about me. And that was really exciting for me, and I definitely want to do more of that. No, I think, I, I, listen, we've been talking about it long enough. I think you should be doing more of that. And again, this is someone that I know. I've met him a number of times. I'm very comfortable with him. I have no safety, security issues uh, as it pertains to you hanging out with him. So, yeah, as long as I know you arrive safely and, you know, you let me know when you leave so I know when to expect you and those kinds of things, that's really all that matters for me, you know, and that it, and that it was a good experience for you. That's the other thing. Yeah, for sure. So... Big thank you to Leo. He's fucking awesome. Guys, we're going to be sharing more details that you have not heard about that experience as well as our buy party. I, I want to share a couple of interesting tidbits on that. And I know a lot of people are interested in kind of that part of our lifestyle journey. And honestly, we really only talk about it on our bonus episodes at this point because I don't know, it feels safe for us and we just get to express ourselves in different ways. So if you want to hear those bonus episodes, make sure you head on over to Patreon com slash front porch swingers and uh, that's just one of the bonuses that we offer there as well we would really appreciate the support you can also find the naughtier stuff on my OnlyFans, which is onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers and brian has one which is onlyfans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy with a z and two d's And those will also be in the show notes for you guys. We also want to remind you that we have some big things coming up. For example, Pod Bash. If you do not have a room yet for Pod Bash, you are missing out. It is going, I really think it's going to sell out 
fairly quickly. I mean, it's, yeah. we it, have gotten some updates as recently as Saturday. There's a lot more rooms that have been acquired. We have verified the numbers. You just got some pictures. Our friends there just sent to you. Uh, there's a lot going on in terms of renovation. There's a lot happening. October is going to be fucking awesome. I, I really cannot wait for October, and I am really going to need it after my trip to fucking Jersey in September. No, so drama. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited to get to fucking secrets in October. So that's October 13th through the 17th, and you can see the details at podbashevent.com. And also, you can find all of our other events at members.frontporchswingers.com. Make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, and TikTok at Front Porch Swingers. And we also have a YouTube channel called Front Porch Swingers, so don't forget about that. Am I missing anything? No, that's it. If you're headed to Vegas and coming to hang out and you want to shoot us a message, do that. And certainly, we can hopefully give you some idea of where to go and what to do and what to see and what to avoid. We have been doing a lot of that lately. Uh, and we've got some information coming out. We'll probably start promoting it pretty soon, right? We've got a, a little bit of a TV thing we did not too long ago. It's one of the reasons we, the main reason we were flown to New York, which was to do another television show, which was very fucking cool and what an amazing experience. So we'll start to we'll probably start talking about that here pretty soon. Yes. So stay tuned. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.